0: Good morning and welcome to GC365. I am Pastor Mariah. I'm the children's pastor at our Lake Stevens campus and I'm joined by Pastor Stacy. Welcome. Welcome. We are getting so close. So close. <laughs> and we are on day 344. It's December 10th, Friday. I'm very excited about today's. Are, are I, you? No, I'm uh, not. I have to tell you I'm not. I wanted to wear all black because I feel like there's a lot of doom and gloom yes. in today's reading. Yep. There's a lot of judgment coming. But I
1: didn't want to I didn't want to wear all
0: that. Well, black. it's Christmas time.
1: Yeah. yeah. You look very festive. Do you
0: like my and my sweater lights up? I like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's pretty great. I got it at Value Village. Nice. Plug, a little plugged value village. A little village. thrift shopping. $5.99, everybody. Woo! <clears throat> yeah. But we today was a lot of heavy. Yes. yes, Not loving all of that. But there is some little nuggets of good stuff we picked out from here. So we started in Amos chapter one. We go through chapter one, from chapter one through chapter three. And um, God is basically like, he's not happy.
1: No. And like I was mentioning to you, poor Amos, like, does he... I hate being the deliverer of bad news. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, that's not fun for anybody. Mm -hmm. And often when you are the messenger talking to somebody about, hey, you know, I need to tell you this, I need to give you some bad news, or maybe you're talking to somebody about something that they've been doing and you're coming to them very lovingly. Like, I noticed this is happening in your life and, you know, it's not the best for you. They get mad at you.
0: Yeah. Like it's your fault. Like, yeah. Like everyone's mad at Amos as if he's the one that's deciding that God's mad. Well, no, I'm sorry. God told told him. God told him.
1: That's I'm, the problem. I know. How would you feel if I
0: said, I okay, I, I need you lie. to
1: go tell all of the like Stevens kids that, you know, they, the they don't get, um, they don't get any prize candy for a month until they all clean their rooms and start listening to their parents better or
0: that the elf and, on the shelf's not coming back yeah how how would you i mean you would not they would be as loved no yeah no they would not like it very much mm-hmm. and that's the problem that amos had is trying to relay all this message and he goes through and he talks about how um god has met at the seven neighbors of israel we've got damascus gaza Ty- um tyre edom amon moab and judah nice job Thank you. Did I do all right? Mm -hmm. I tried really hard. Um, And he goes through and he says, There's shame on you. We're going to tear you down. And then he goes, And you, Israel. And then I'm like, Oh, snap. Now it's coming. And he goes after Israel. They'd forgotten all of the things that God had done for them, which he reminds them at the end or in the beginning of um, chapter two. And then he refreshes their mind. And chapter three, let me go back to chapter three here. He says to them in chapter three, verse two, From among all the families on earth, I have been intimate with you alone. This is why I must punish you for all of your sins. So it goes back to this idea of like the first thing I thought about was like consequences of your actions and how like even as parents, we we tell the kids, don't do this. I tell my children, don't do this. And then they do it. And I'm like, well, listen, there's got to be a consequence. But it's because I was closest to you. It's my job to raise you. It's my job to lift you up. And when you don't do what I've told you to do, I've told you what the consequences are going to be look out right right <laughs> yeah and
1: i mean and as we get older a lot of times there's natural consequences but then things do have to be implemented you know yeah
0: when- and he says he talks about how you know like he says in f- versus um three on in in chapter three, he says, can two people walk together without agreeing on a direction? Does a lion ever roar in the thicket without first finding a Mm -hmm. victim? He goes through all these things and he's kind of implying, like, I told you, 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 and yet here we are, and now I have to do something about it. But I was telling you earlier, I think it's really hard because now, because of Jesus and because of the sacrifice he made, we now know God as this loving, forgiving, merciful God. And it's really hard to read some of this stuff and be like, he is still just, yeah, and he is still, you know, he still has the ability to rain down when he needs to.
1: Well, and um, vengeance is his. The Psalms talk about that so much mm-hmm. that vengeance is God's. Um, just a few minutes ago, you had mentioned, you know, um, in one of the chapters, I think it's two, it they remind Israel of all of the great things, all of the faithfulness that God mm-hmm. has done all the promises that he has answered. And even in our lives, I journal off and on. I'm not always super consistent about it. But when I've looked back and read through some difficult times that I've gone through, it's like, oh, my goodness, God is always so faithful. Mm. And then we get in this place of contentment um, where we kind of just can do our own thing. And then we're like, why? Why aren't things going well? And we can so easily forget
0: yeah. How good.
1: faithful God has been in our life always during the, the good, the bad.
0: Well, it's hard because here we go. We go through these metaphorical deserts and God is faithful. But then I also I have such a hard time because I'm like, but they literally did go in the the, the literal <laughs> desert. <laughs>
1: yes, they did. Like, they
0: went to the literal promised land like they actually were slaves. Like, how can they not? remember and but you're right i mean you get you get into this place of contentment they're in the promised land they're god's chosen people they're being lavished with blessings they've been given this and that and he was intimate with them and he's they're like we got this we got this on lockdown yeah and then he's like just kidding it's not that easy for you so i but it does lead me to ask the question what does it mean to fear god because here i was reading this and i'm like oh god's kind of scary Mm -hmm. so how can we fear god but also how do we rectify that in our head
1: well i definitely think that there's a um a reverence of fear, a healthy fear that we can have of God that can keep us on the right path. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's the verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and he will make your path straight. And I really believe that that, you know, when we fear God in a way that, you know, he has the best intention. He has the best for my life. And um, he didn't set up the 10 commandments because no, I want you to live in just this, this box of rules. He set those up so that we can have joy and love and mm-hmm. laughter mm-hmm. beyond what we create in our mind, the plans that we have in our mind. He really has a better map, of a better life plan for us than we plan for ourselves. And when we follow his ways... I believe that's what it looks like to fear him. Yeah. In a healthy way. Um, our, our life is much
0: better. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think to that point, I think, you know, I also I think about my parents and there was a healthy dose of fear in my household, but it's only because it came out of a place of love. And I left conversations knowing that when I was disciplined or when I was, um, facing the consequences of my actions, it came from a place of love that they still loved me, that that never ended. Yeah. And so I think that it's, you know, people talk about fearing God and God's so scary and no, but he's he loves us first and foremost. Yes. And he's doing these things to give us a better future. He's not doing it out of punishment because he's mean. He's doing it out of you've chosen this consequence. This is what happens. Well same thing as I parents love you.
1: when we uh discipline our children, we do it because we love them. Yeah. It, it's they don't understand how hard it is to I don't want to punish them, but it's because I love them that it's like, I I need to give you some parameters.
0: I remember my first pastor growing up, he always said this thing and it stuck with me over and over and over again. He said something along the lines of like, um, he would, when he would discipline his kids, he goes, he'd be like, why am I doing this? (sighs) Because you love me. (laughs) And what do I want for you? (sighs) only the very best. And they would always remember that even in the midst of consequence, it was because they only wanted the best for them. But, and then we have revelation revelation. is Listen, this is very hard for me to dissect. So I'm not really going to try. We have some wonderful pastors who have been going through the book of Mm -hmm. revelation at all of our campuses on Sunday mornings. And I would encourage you instead of looking to me to help you dissect what that was about go and watch the sermons. Yes. It's been an amazing series. We've done Revelation for Dummies, and it's really cool. You can see it on all of our platforms, Facebook. Um, you Just go and watch them because they're so good. Yeah, they, it's been a great series. Yeah, they do it much better than I can do it. So, like, Revelation was crazy. Go watch the series. <laughs> so we'll go there. And then the last thing we had was the Proverbs. The well, second... Psalms. Oh, Did yes. you get anything from Psalms? <sighs> it's just so a lot of heavy. It was all so heavy. Did you get anything? Well, um...
1: No, I'm, I'm just kind of going through it again. Uh,
0: It's an interesting one for sure, because he's sitting here saying like, I love this, this kind of verse. He says, it says, may all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat. May they be as useless as grass on a rooftop. Turning yellow when only half grown, ignored by the harvester, despised by the binder. And May those who pass by refuse to give them the mm-hmm. blessing of mm-hmm. the Lord bless you. We bless you in the Lord's name. So it's kind of like saying, hey, if you don't choose the right path, or if you're not going to be an ally to the right people, or if you're not going to follow who God has chosen as his people, or, you know, me all who hate them, all of their enemies, yeah, just bye. Like, spit on them, spit on your enemies. That's that's the title of today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just did it. We just figured that out. Okay. And then we wrap up with proverbs. The second proverb here I really liked. Um, and it was uh 2920, there is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. Yes, yes.
1: I Ooh. I was listening to it. Um like I was getting ready. And a lot of times I just listened to it in the mornings. And um, I literally had to go back and play it again because I'm like, what? What? And then I had to read it. There is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. And I thought, oh, that's Convicting. <laughs>
0: How many times have you ever spoken without thinking? Yes, yes, oh, that's a lot of. Or you times.
1: walk away from a conversation and think,
0: "Why did I say that? Yeah, that was yeah, so dumb." Or I feel like I, or you say something and you're like, "Well, that was not smart." And so you have to like cover it up by like trying to smooth out what you said. Like you say something, and you're like, "Maybe that was misconstrued as like offensive." Okay, now I have to like come back and make sure I'm like extra nice and smooth it out so that no one's upset or whatever. Yeah, like I just I speak without thinking often.
1: You're the only one. <laughs> You're the only one that does that.
0: <laughs> I've made some pretty poor choice words in my in my day. Not intentionally, of course, but you just say stuff and I'll, I I really need to just slow down. I'll I like salute. talking. I think that's probably what it is. No, Maybe I just like the sound of my own voice. I like the sound of your voice. It's <laughs> oh, the nicest thing ever. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I've heard all day. Wow, I'll take it. On that note, we hope that you enjoyed or hopefully gleaned some stuff out of this pretty heavy day, but um, that you can learn that we should slow down and we should not speak without thinking first and that God can be just and he can be vengeful if he needs to be, but really he just comes from a place of love. Absolutely. And so I hope you have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow morning.